TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Again, the 0-2 on the way to Shed. Swing and a fly ball deep to right field. Down the line. Going and going. Goodbye baseball. Shed Long with his first home run in the big leagues. A three-run home run here in the top of the eighth inning. Holy smokes. And it's now the Mariners 6 and the Twins 1. That was the Mariners Radio Network. This is the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. Rami Makloff here, along with Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. You can get in on the show at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKORNorth. Uh, that wasn't the end of the Twins, though, last night. That gave the Mariners... A uh, a lead, but the Twins just kept on fighting back, including a Byron Buxton two-run homer in the ninth inning after that homer that you just heard right there that tied things up at six, but ultimately the Mariners would score uh, three runs, three unearned runs in the tenth inning, and that was just the uh, capper on top of a rough night for the bullpen, which inspired us, Judd, to uh, play a little game. We usually play a little deeper in the Score North first place Twins show. Manny, hit the music, my friend. That's right, everybody. It's time for America's favorite new game show. Did the Twins bullpen do its job? Where we find out if the Twins bullpen did its job. Derek Wetmore out today filling in. Your host for today's show is Manny Hill. Your contestant, a young man from Minnesota. He goes by the name of Judd Zolgad. Manny, take it away. All right, gentlemen. We had a couple of uh, relievers come into the game for the Minnesota Twins last night, and things did not go well. And I'm looking at our contestant right now in the eyes, Judd Zolgad, and I'm sensing that our contestant today... Doesn't want to waste any time. He wants to go right in on one Blake Parker. He is anxious. Oh, so we're going to go with Bla- I mean, you could you could start before Blake Parker if you want, but if you want to start with Blake Parker, let's see here. I wrote something uh, because I was prepping so much for this game show because I'm so eager to win it. I was doing some prep before today's show, and I looked up because uh, I asked Rocco Baldelli after last night's game about Blake Parker's recent struggles, and I was told that Blake actually threw pretty well last night, and maybe I didn't know what I was uh, watching. Let's see here. Past six appearances, Blake Parker. 15.19 ERA, including three runs, uh, two earned, and two hits last night, and he did not get an out, so no, he didn't do his job. Not only did he not do his job, that was awful. That was rough to watch. Is that the end of the show? Did we just do <laughs> the whole game show? Right? Was, well, I mean, we, we got more. We do have more. How, how about the guy who preceded Blake yes, Parker? Yes, that's what I was going to go to. Yeah, how about that one? One Trevor May. Did Trevor May do his job last night, Judge Zolgan? A night after uh, getting his first save of the season, in part because Taylor Rogers has now missed the past two games because of back stiffness. Let's see. He pitched one-third of an inning, gave up a hit, two runs, both earned, and a walk. That would be a no! Any more? I think that's about it. I well, how about Tyler Duffy? How about well, Tyler Duffy, who's going to get off the hook because he <laughs> pitched the tenth last night, and technically, while he gave up three runs, all were 
unearned because the Twins committed um, three errors in the tenth alone, including two Was on it one three errors in that inning. Yes. Yeah. M- Mitch Garver dropped the ball. Oh yeah, that's right. CJ Cohn made a nice play. play. That's right. To short hop that one, and and in Garver's defense on that play, D Gordon is coming home, and D Gordon can absolutely fly. And and we talked to Garver after the game, and he said I was very concerned about that. So he was essentially trying to get the tag down on D Gordon, but it helps to have the baseball first. Uh, the Sano thing was just a gong show because he misplayed just the eat that, Encarnacion. But yeah, and, and no pun intended for Miguel Sano. Yeah. Just just eat that. Please. Don't don't literally eat the don't, baseball. Yeah, don't eat it, but, Miguel. But you know what that is? That's a Kirk Cousins fumble. And when Kirk talked about, I have to, or we have to fall on my fumbles more and recover them. Yeah, fall on that one. Fall on that baseball. What kind of condiment do you put on a baseball if you did eat it? Oh, catcher catch for sure. I figured. Okay. Catcher for sure. All right. But anyway, so uh, Tyler Duffy gets off the hook because he did take the loss in that game, and he pitched the 10th. He gave up uh, three runs. They were all unearned. But I will remind you that where he does get stuck with some, no, he did not do his job. D. Gordon doubled to start the 10th. Shed Long, who, by the way, now has my favorite name in baseball. That's a pretty strong. Shed name. Long, That's pretty Shed cool. Long is a and he's a little guy, right? Little, yeah. And they have a guy named Malix. Yes, Malik Smith. Malik Smith. Smith. But Shed yeah. Shed Long is Shed better, Long's right? Shed Long's a great name. That's a great name. Shed Long was walked, so it's first and second to start the tenth uh, for the Mariners. Dylan Moore then sacrifices. So with one out, Tyler Duffy got himself into a second and third. So I'm not completely saying that Tyler Duffy is w- without blame. Uh, but yeah, the bullpen did not do their job. And can I say something in all seriousness? Because there was, I thought, probably even by my standards, yeah, way too much reaction of meltdown last night. The Twins, the 2019 Twins have proven two things for sure, as far as their entire team goes. One is they are a resilient group, right? I think their longest losing streaks of 2019 have you been You saw two. that last night. Even yeah, though they yes, lost the exactly. game, you mm-hmm. saw that last night. They Extre- were down five. Extremely resilient group. Yes. The other thing is, and we've seen this a handful of times, when they have a clunker, they have a bad game. Which, in baseball, that's fine. Like, if you're going to lose bad, but you're a good team, that's fine. Yep. But what we saw last night, and and what we've seen of late, and when Taylor Rogers, the best bullpen arm, is not available, this is now becoming unfair to this baseball team to have this bullpen. When you could come back from six to one down and you can hit like this, this isn't a nice baseball team. This is an offensively gifted juggernaut, and I don't exactly know why. But your analogy that they're the Golden State Warriors is spot on. But now, I, but I not felt, to say that they're a dynasty, but the way that they're doing it, yeah, and the way that they just th- come back, that they're taking mm-hmm. a trend in baseball to the nth degree, yep. because everybody's trying to hit home runs, but the Twins have just taken it to the nth degree. That's exactly what the Warriors did when they started their run to where they are today. And again, I'm not saying that the Twins are on their way to five World Series and three or four championships. But that's a perfect analogy when the way that you describe this lineup and what this Twins team has done. And by the way, that home run that Buxton hit to tie the game last night was really, really especially impressive considering where the location of the pitch was. Yeah. I mean, it was lower lower outside half of the plate, and he went down and like got it and knocked it out to left center. That was really impressive. All that being said, though, and I agree completely with both points, 
is this is now becoming unfair to not solidify this bullpen ASAP. Yep. This team's too good to do this. See, I think. This team's too good to say, you know what, you've proven yourself to be outstanding, and we're going to have a bullpen. You know, Blake, Blake Parker might have a role here, but it's a very specific role. And as I watched last night's game, it actually it doesn't infuriate me, but it makes me a little bit upset to say, if you don't go out and make some moves very soon to to solidify this bullpen, I don't think it's fair. I don't, and I've, I've said that I feel like there needs to be a sense of urgency about getting an arm or two for that bullpen, but not because it's not fair to the offense, because maybe I'm misrepresenting you, Judd, but it sounds like you're saying that this is demoralizing to an offense or to a baseball team. No, I think that's accurate. When you lose games like this. I think that's, I think I it's accurate to feel like you're that good and, and there's one area that's this flawed. I don't think we're at risk of this Twins team being demoralized at any point or feeling like they are they are shorthanded or at a disadvantage going into any particular game. That's not my concern or why I think they need to add an arm to this bullpen soon. For me, it's two things. One is there will be a run on relievers. It's it's the most sought after thing leading up to the trade deadline in Major League Baseball every year. The Twins aren't the only team who is leading their division or in the hunt for a playoff spot who's looking to add arms to their bullpen. Just about every team who's in leading their division or in the hunt for a playoff spot is looking to add arms to their bullpen. You don't want scraps. You don't want what's left after everybody else has had their their pick of the litter of what's going to be out there on the trade market. You want to have your pick but of the litter. we're saying the same thing. We're saying we both we're, we're, want the same yes, result, but for different reasons. Well, I just I, you now know three months in that this team is this good, so go out and get it help. And the other thing for me is, so I, I don't care. The longer you wait, the more you're putting on the high leverage arms you have yes. now, and that's going to wear on them. And we see that with Taylor Rodgers Already. and back tightness. And I don't care how we phrase this or put it. We're saying the exact same thing, which is this team deserves to be as strong as it possibly can be in all facets. And and I would like to see them get another starter because I think ultimately come playoff time, it would help a lot. Mm-hmm. But bullpen wise, you've got to go do something basically now because this is not, this is not fair to the fact that the rest of this team is doing more than you could have hoped or asked for. I think it's very, very simple, gentlemen. I think you look up and down this lineup. You can absolutely 100% win a world championship with this lineup. Yes, You got no shot to win a world championship with this bullpen. You got no shot. Even with as good as Taylor Rogers is, he is the only guy in that bullpen right now that you can look at and say, yep, I trust that guy to be I was going to ask you guys that very question. There's and nobody else in this bullpen. I'll that ask I you that, that question at 651-646-8255. Who do you trust in that bullpen? Not that they're lights out, but who do you have trust in in that bullpen that they will, quote unquote, do their job when they get in there in a given situation? Right now, I, I have, last night obviously was awful. I have trust that if Trevor May is used in the proper manner, that he can do a specific job. But these are all specific jobs. A- and the the ultimate goal in baseball now is to have a bullpen that's so strong where guys can come in in the seventh and shut the door, and then the eighth. And the Twins don't have that. And they probably need two arms. But they certainly need one really good arm. And when Rodgers comes back, that's going to help. But as it's structured, the last two nights now, without Rodgers available, my trust of in what people have to do is I think everyone's being asked to do more than they're capable of doing. 
and that is a really tough thing. And and what we saw last night is probably a good cautionary tale of where this could head if you don't do something. And even in the case of Taylor Rogers, you're probably asking him to do something that he's not capable of, which is to be the do-everything guy for that bullpen. He's the only guy that you can really, truly rely on right now. That when you put him in, chances are he's going to get you out of that inning. And by the way, he's not lights out, too. Right. He's a nice piece of that puzzle and an important one. But I think right now, in fairness, we're talking about going to get at least two arms. At least two arms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this thing needs... You've now have, as the kids like to say, a large enough sample size to know exactly what direction this team could go. And I think it's going to the playoffs, most certainly. But once you get there and you play good teams, if Rodgers tweaks his back, are you really going to do this to this team and say, sorry, we just, you know, we're still a year away? You have to, as we've been talking about for a while now, you have to at least a little bit reprioritize and understand that this team is good enough to have a real chance. And it's not fair, to, to go back to that word that I used before, it's not fair to me to now tell these players, well, sorry, but you're part of a plan, but it's not the end plan. Because right. this this very well could be a plan that works out more spectacularly than any of us, including Falvey and Levine, ever imagined possible, yeah, Rami. because we thought the window is cracking open, maybe, this year. It's it's been bursted wide open. Somebody, and so did they. But somebody they took a crowbar to this window. It's Absolutely. it's wide open. So that being said, yeah, I think you do need to go out and add an arm or two, and the sooner the better. And I like what you said there, Judd, when you were talking about Trevor May and saying when you put him in the right situation, when you use him in the right way, he can be very effective. And I I think the same can be said for Blake Parker when he's right now. He's in a bad funk right now. Obviously, the same can be said for Taylor Rogers when he's not when he's not injured and, and he's doing what he does on the mound when he's at his best. But when you go and add an arm or two, it makes it easier because now you're bumping everybody down in terms of their their slot and and their importance to that Twins bullpen. It's easier to get Trevor May in there only in the situations that you want to use Trevor May in and not be forced, not have your hand forced to use these guys in situations that they're not. They're either not suited for or just not up to. Blake Parker was not up to the, the task at hand last night. He just was not. He wasn't ready to to perform in the moment that they needed him to perform right there. That's where you need that really, really dependable high leverage arm. And what, they're one or two short of those. What's, what's interesting, and not that this is really a huge deal, but what's interesting about last night is Ryan Eads went one and two thirds. Gave up, gave up a couple of hits, but struck out a couple of guys. Didn't give up any runs or anything like that. And then he got sent. Yeah, down he's today. headed back down for Fernando Romero. <laughs> Fernando today. Romero, who uh, yeah. I'm cu- curious to see now, now. This is going to be a second time back up here, but uh, yeah, and it, I saw Patrick tweeted about this today, and I would caution you. After a clunker like that, Rocco's post game response is not going to be old school baseball. He was defending Blake Parker last night. All right. Mm-hmm. There was no defense for, for that. I completely got why. Um, but when you walk past the office post game, then, and Rocco's door is open, and you see um, uh, Levine, Falvey, you're both in there, and an assistant coach or two, and Rocco, they ain't sitting in there saying, Boy, that was a tough game, man. That Blake Parker, he sure threw well, didn't he? Well, it's, it's the so Zach. don't you're, this is they're just not Rocco is the new 
sports executive, I think, and especially baseball, and this is fine, they're not going to ever tell you what they think. So their post-game comments, I'm here to tell you, mean nothing. That doesn't mean that these guys won't be actively looking to make moves. It's it's the Zach Littell thing in Tampa, right? Yeah. Like he wins, he goes in there, gives them four innings, but he gets absolutely shelled. And Rocco had nothing but positive things to say. Oh, he about was him glowing about him after the game. Yeah, glowing. But that yeah. was a. But but I got that one because th- that was a. This they guy fell on him. the sword and he stunk. Yeah. But that's okay. We don't mind. He stunk for a long time. We right. didn't need him to be good. We needed him to eat up innings. Rami's right. Blake Parker. Something's wrong here. Yeah. Like he's out of sorts. Yeah. And I don't know if he's hurt. If something's not feeling well. If he's just lost it. What? But there he is. Privately, if you don't think the Twins are concerned about that, you're crazy. As soon as Taylor Rogers is ready, if he's not hurt, I'd find an injury for Blake Parker, and I wouldn't be surprised and if they do. Just tell him go get your head right or whatever it is or that we'll you work need with to get him. right. Right, exactly. Don't work with him. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying like send him off somewhere. I'm just saying like just take time yeah. and let's do what we need to do to get you right because there's something very very wrong there. I don't. His last is it his last five or six outings? Yeah, it was the last. You sent the in. I think it was you who sent it in an email this morning. Some of the ugly numbers about Blake Parker, well, wasn't 15, it? Fifteen point one nine ERA and six appearances is not a. It's not very good for a guy That's, who's supposed to come in and get a few outs here and there. Now this is what they brought me in here for my baseball analysis. That's not good. <laughs> that is really bad. <laughs> Thank you. And Rocco Baldelli might tell you that he thought Blake Parker was fit, pitching fine. But if you believe that Rocco believes what Rocco told you, you're crazy. We'll keep talking about this bullpen. If you want to get in on it and tell us who you trust in that Twins bullpen, 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKOR North. But there was plenty of good to take out of that game last night, and I want to talk about that as well. When the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasso to the land of 10,000 rakes on Score North on 1500 and the Score North digital app returns. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Let's bat around some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. The 12th annual Rod Simons Memorial Golf for the Gift Tournament is Thursday, June 20th. That's a week from today at Troy Byrne and Hudson, benefiting the Gift of Adoption Fund, which will directly impact local Minnesota families, allowing parents to reach the financial finish line and create their own forever families through adoption. To help sponsor, donate, or golf, visit golfforthegift.com. A high fly, a deep left field, way back, tie ball game. That was the call last night on Fox Sports North as Byron Buxton tied things up in the ninth inning. This is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes on Score North on 1500 and the Score North mobile app. If you don't have it, get it. Not for us, but for you. You can win cool stuff when you listen to us live. The more you listen live, the more points you rack up to get cool stuff because we love you here at Score North. You can also subscribe and download all your favorite podcasts. Give us those sweet, sweet five-star ratings. Leave your comments. 
And it's also your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com, including a column that just went up from Judd Zolgat. Shed Long, an air at third base. I'm disappointed in Shed. Yeah, twins in action right now in the rubber match, which is one of my favorite terms in the world. It is of a sports. fantastic term. Rubber match of their three game set with the Mariners. Turn your TVs down, turn your radio up, and, <laughs> and take watch in the rubber match. The score North first place twins show. Uh, 651-646-8255 If you want to get in on it, we were asking you before the break who in this twins bullpen you actually trust. You can also tweet the show at SKOR North. Let's go uh, out to Burnsville and Tom. You're on Score North. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. Great show. I might be reaching a little bit here, but does he need to do a Tiger Woods swing change? Because that wind-up drives me nuts. It just seems like it's so busy and there's so much going on. I, I might be reaching, but I, is there anything there, do you guys think? Blake, With who? Blake Parker, Parker from the stretch, you mean? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, Blake Parker. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, he actually did that, Thanks Tom, call, Tom, specifically to try and slow himself down. Because he's got sort of a herky-jerky way of, of going about getting into uh, uh, his motion from the stretch. But that was done to slow himself down, and so I don't know what's wrong there. And, and I, do, I, I do believe that we might be going down the right path here as well by simply saying there's too much being asked of him right now. You know? Yeah. You you can only you can't take a guy like Blake Parker and make him into something he's not, and and some guys break down and get hurt and end up on the injured list now, and some guys struggle. That's the thing. I think Rami, I think you put it perfectly, and I think this is true of the rotation, and I think it's especially true of the bullpen. It's not that everybody sucks. It's if you can back guys up one spot and right. say, okay, your goal, your role goes from this to this, said pitcher becomes much more effective. And right now, I think there's too much being asked of pitchers who probably have never been and aren't capable of taking on the role. And if this was a normal season and the Twins were just a nice team, you'd be like, okay, that's too bad, but... Right. But this isn't a n- normal year, and it wouldn't just be too bad. It would be really sad. I'd make one comparison and one analogy. The comparison is what you're asking these guys in the bullpen to do is comparable to what you were doing to Buxton and Sano early in their careers, which was asking too much. And when you consistently put people in positions where you're asking too much of them, they will fail. That will pile up on their psyche, and they will fail some more. That's that's just how that works. It's a game of confidence. So when you're consistently asking guys to do more than they're capable of, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, and it just snowballs on those guys. The analogy I would make is we do this all the time. We talk about starting rotations, and if you add a one and you bump everybody else down, now you're better at two, you're better at three, you're better at four, you're better at five. The same thing can be said for a bullpen. When you add a to borrow the term from starting rotations, a number one reliever, now you've bumped Taylor Rogers down to number two. You've bumped Trevor May down to number three. You've bumped Blake Parker down to number four in terms of their importance to this bullpen and the the high-leverage spots that you can put them in. That's mm-hmm. that's what this does. It mm-hmm. improves your bullpen throughout just by adding one or two arms and bumping everybody else down in terms of their importance and what you're going to ask of them. And I'm also a believer in the fact that sports karma will get you every time. And you knew as as well as I did that when Kimbrell didn't get signed here, right? Yep. Then everyone starts to struggle more. Sports are weird. And we can go through the analytics all we want and the statistics and what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. But sometimes there's just weird, predictable stuff.
And I had a feeling that if Kimbrell didn't sign here, that we would see the immediate, and this might not even keep up to this extent, but the immediate ramifications of that non-signing would start to become obvious. And the last week or so, at least in this time period, that's been the case. The night they didn't sign Kimbrell, yeah. the bullpen blew a game. And that's the stuff about sports that you can you can sit there and say, well, but this shouldn't matter. That's a narrative. Some stuff in sports is just true. Yeah. Human nature plays a factor in this. Mm-hmm. We forget that sometimes. Let's go out to uh, St. Louis Park and get in. Jeff, you're on Score North. What's up, Jeff? Hey, guys. Thanks hey. for uh, hosting this impromptu uh, bullpen vent line, if you will. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, I'm... Okay, I, I love this squad. I love this offense. Like, they are so much fun to watch every day. But I just can't take it anymore with this bullpen. I mean, if, if you guys ask the question, who do I trust? I trust Taylor Rogers. He gives up a few home runs. Great, great bullpen arm. Harper I trust kind of, so I guess you put it at one and a half. McGill and Morin, fine if you need a sixth or seventh inning guy. Morin came in and did his job. I thought he actually should have come back out for the eighth. But but when it comes to Parker, he is a terrible, terrible pitcher. I can, I've can i seen enough bad bullpens. I can tell the difference between a good, a good reliever and a guy who just on occasion gets lucky. And that's Parker. And that's also Trevor May. I don't trust any of these guys. I think they are unsalvageable. I disagree with the idea of, well, we bump them down. No, no, I don't want these guys in the clubhouse at all anymore. I would get them out of here. You need to trade for someone like a Ken Giles, someone who can actually compliment um, Rodgers and give you some relief, because imagine if he gets injured. I mean, your bullpen, even with him, is a bad bullpen. Without him, it's horrific. We've yeah, seen it. We're seeing that we right saw, now. We saw it last night. <laughs> I don't need to imagine. Taylor Rogers hasn't been able to pitch the last two nights, and you, you know, May got a very fortunate uh, strike three call in on Encarnacion uh, two nights ago and got the save in that game. But we saw it last night. In fact, uh, to Jeff's point about Harper, though, Harper came in, into that game a couple nights ago after uh, Martin Perez and then Duffy had pitched a scoreless inning and Harper gave up two hits, a run, and, and walked one. So, yeah, they're they're asking too much. It's just that simple. They're, not, they're asking too much, but what we have to trust is they ain't dumb. They know the exact same thing. They know it. I don't it's think not he, needs like to be, he doesn't need to be launched. Blake Parker no. is a serviceable reliever well, at the very least. You need to get him right. And then make a decision right. yeah. from there. But yeah, I don't. It, this is not a question of you guys have to be chased out of the clubhouse. This is a question of how how do you take what we know to be really the one weakness on the squad for sure and improve it quickly. Right. And yeah. And when do you do it? And you're going to have to do it. When you do it, there is some debate to be had there. Some might argue that the 11 game, is it 11 games today, the lead in the AL Central? Ten and a half. Ten and a half. half. Whatever. Some might argue that that gives you a little bit of leeway and a little bit of cushion to to sit back and, and, and let the market hash itself out before you go and get your reliever. There's an argument to be made for that. I disagree with it, yeah. but there's an argument to be made for that. But I don't think there's any argument to be made about whether or not an arm needs to eventually be added to that bullpen. An arm or two, if you plan on on being serious about September I and October. I think it's two now. If you're serious about October. I've come around to two. 
You need to add at least one, probably two arms to that bullpen. No doubt about it. And by the by, the term that I used earlier in today's show, fair, I guess if you want to not use that term, what I would characterize this as is, is how much is it going to embolden this group and that clubhouse if and when you do add two arms? As far as them saying, everybody's in now. Because the players are all in, I do believe. Yes. Rocco is uh, considered probably to be in that group. But there's always a little bit of a divide, potentially, right, between the front office and the players. And if you come through and add two bullpen arms, I think that's going to send an incredibly powerful and strong message to this group of players about exactly how all-in everybody is there. I wonder, too, just how... I mean, if they are all in, in terms of, yes, we've got this great club and we've won 66% of our games and we're in full command of this division, we have aspirations of obviously getting to the playoffs and making a run and going to a World Series. But my question is, how far are you willing to go to go to be all in? <laughs> because you could say you're all in, and I believe, and like you said, Judd, I think that they are all in. I think that they believe that this is a team that can go on a run. Yep. But how far are you well, willing to go by July 31st we don't to give know. yourself a real shot? We don't know, and I, I would say that if, that if that's your question to Falvey, the first answer came with the decision not to give the third year to a Kimbrell. So I would say answer one is that there is definitely a place where they're going to stop here mm-hmm. before they, in their minds, I guess, financially or commitment-wise, stretch themselves too thin. So answer two is going to come at some point w- with a trade, and I really don't know. You know, What prospects are you willing to we give can, up? Yeah, because this conversation, we can talk hypothetically about uh, Kirilov and Lewis and their fun conversations, but we have no clue. We have no we clue. Their actions will speak. Yep. As to how serious they are. An action, or and how a, all in they are. And action one was to look at a veteran bullpen arm who I think there's no doubt in our minds, and we don't know exactly how much he would have helped, but he would have been an asset to them. And they said, no, that's yeah. too far for us. Yeah, that third year. They did not want to go in for that third year. I don't want to. And well, there's a big positive from last night. And that's what I was just about and to say. I know get that's into. where you're going to go. I don't want to dwell on the negative. Let's get to the positive. I think a few positives to take out of last night's game. One of which you pointed out in Beyond the Score last night, which folks can watch at, at Score North on Twitter and other various media outlets, which, by the way, great cinematography by you, sir. Thank you. Why? The shot, so? the, just the framing of the whole shot of Target Field yeah. behind you and the grounds crew working on it. Was that in selfie mode or did you set that up? How was how exactly did you arrange that? Because it looked very good. Well, I got my phone out. Uh-huh. I turned. Uh, I put it on the little camera stand thing. I hit the flip thing. So you did it in selfie mode. I get yeah. Okay. I guess so. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I never look good in selfie mode. I don't know something about that camera. Well, I, don't, I just don't look good in general. I look. Worse. I ordinarily don't, so I'm not going to sit I here look and worse tell you that in I selfie do. mode than I do with just a regular camera. Well, thank you very much. But yes, I did. I actually even started that with a positive from last night, which was Jose Barrios. I swear now I'm looking, I'm thinking that I have seen him have no fewer than four or five starts this year where he has not had all his stuff. And he's gotten hit. He's gotten hit. Hard outs. Uh, and last night post game, he admitted again, and he's he's good about doing this. He admitted 
Uh, I threw my fastball a lot. I believe he said that in no inning did he have a multitude of pitches working. That his if his breaking ball was good at one point, his fastball wouldn't uh, work for him. Or if his fastball did, which I which is what he threw the most of last night, that his breaking ball didn't work as well. This is the maturation to me in Barrios, you guys, of a true ace, though. Because in getting hit hard, in definitely not being impressive where you say, oh my gosh, he's got his stuff, it's all working, he looks fantastic tonight. Jose Barrios, six and two-thirds, seven hits, one run, two walks, six strikeouts, without his best stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is the fourth or fifth time that he's gone into a game and basically said, I got one pitch. And he's still this good. This is not the Twins ace. This is a guy who I firmly believe is maturing into a legitimate ace, a big league ace, and those are few and far between. Those are hard to find. He's a Cy Young contender. I don't. I haven't checked. They have you know the projections that you can that they update almost daily for for awards like Cy Young. I haven't checked in a while, but he was the leader for the Cy Young just a few weeks back, and I don't think he's done anything to hurt his chances. He is a really a real bona fide ace. He's as good as is out there, except for, I mean, there might be a couple of guys who go, okay, they're on a different level. But he is pretty much as good as there is out there as far as starters go and in this Major is, League Baseball. And this is different from what we've seen from him in the past. He's been good before, Judd, but, like, remember just a couple of years ago, even at times last year where he would get in, himself into early trouble like he did last night, and he wouldn't be able to get out of it. And then he would get... He would get frustrated and you could just kind of see he'd start working a little bit too fast and, you know, or working too slow. He wouldn't, he was, he struggled to find his groove and then it would affect the command on his pitches. But last night, that's, that, that was different last night. He got into trouble, but he, he seemed to, to stay within himself and he was able to get himself out of trouble multiple last, times. Last night's game, if you, if, if Barrios pitches last night's game two years ago, he goes three and two-thirds, gives yep. up eight hits, four runs, and gets yanked. Yep, yep. But I was just, I'm watching him pitch last night, and he's getting hit. And I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be rough. And then he departs after, what What did I say it was, six and two-thirds. He leaves, and, and you do the math on the line, the pitching line. And you're like, wow, that's really good. That impressed me a lot. And, and the fact that he can adjust and... And keep himself calm and still get a pitch to work. Huge. A lot of guys mentally can't do that. No. If they're start, if, if a breaking ball is not, if it's just lost, they just they panic. That's the difference between good and great. Mm-hmm. Max Scherzer doesn't always have his A game. Clayton Kershaw doesn't always have their A game, but they can still, at the very least, contain an offense. For six innings on a given night, even when they don't have their best stuff, even when they have their B or C game going, they can they can somehow get it done on a given night, and that's been the difference in in Barrios this year. There was another positive from last night's game. I don't know if I got carried away from Twitter, and if I want to stand by something I tweeted last night about the Minnesota Twins, I wasn't drinking. I think that's what a lot of people might have assumed when they saw that tweet. <laughs> I often assume that, but that's okay. I was not drinking <laughs> last right, night. Okay. I was not drinking, and I'm not even sure. It was a Wednesday night. I'm not passing I'm not judgment even, if you I'm, were running. I'm not even sure if I want to back off this. We'll determine next wow. if I'm going to back off this tweet when we return on the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes on 1500 and the Score North mobile app. 
It's okay, Rami. It was 5 o'clock at some point somewhere last night. Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and scorenorth.com. The Town Ball Classic is Saturday, June 22nd at Target Field with the three great Town Ball matchups. See all three games for just 10 bucks, all while benefiting the Twins Community Fund. For tickets and more information, visit scorenorth.com, keyword Town Ball. A high fly to deep left field, way back, tie ball game. That call on Fox Sports North. This is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of ten thousand rakes. Somebody corrected me today on Twitter. It's Bomba Soda. I'm sorry. It's not Bomba. It's Bomba. Oh, that's splitting hairs right there, Rami. Bomba Soda, the land of ten thousand rakes. You know what? I'm in Bomba on fifteen hundred. You were fine. And the Score North mobile app. Somebody tweeted uh, during the break to Judd, if uh, it's DEFCON 4 for Martin Perez, where are we at for the bullpen? I teased it because yeah. it's on scorenorth.com. I just I, I did a DEFCON column on bullpen. Uh, the, the fact that Tommy Malone, the former twin of all people, for a long period of time, actually had a lot of success against uh, this offense last night. And coming off a game in which they uh, committed five errors, including three in the 10th, Fielding. I, I did a complete DEFCON look at all three. Complete DEFCON look? I gave DEFCONs for all. Now, now wow. keeping in mind that five means things are calm, one means it's crises time. Wow. But if people want to see that, they're going to have to go to scorenorth.com. Yeah. And or I, they can just find it on the Score North mobile app. But what I didn't do was I didn't overreact except for one thing that deserved no, it. No, you would never overreact. Judd has never overreacted I am, to anything. Ever. I am shocked that Sano has not had more double air plays in 2019 to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there would have been. He did that last night, and I said to myself, where's that been? I've been expecting that for weeks now. You heard that home run there by Byron Buxton in the bottom of the ninth to tie things up at six apiece. When that happened, we all we get carried away, right? We all get carried away when exciting things do? like that happen. What'd you do? Let's hear that. I did not see the tweet, so I anxiously await it. I opened up the old Twitters. Found a gif of uh, Byron Buxton doing a uh, chest pound and a kiss and point up to the sky and clapping for his team. Okay. Along with the following tweet. Again, was not drinking. Okay, I'm going to say it. Dot, dot, dot. Byron Buxton for MVP. Fight me. Hashtag Minnesota Twins. Wait, Is that wait, that crazy? Wait, wait, wait. Is wait, that wait, that wait, crazy? Wait, 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 wait. Byron wait, wait. Buxton for MVP. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait. Hold on a second here. <laughs> well, first of all, that actually deserves the hot take police. Probably. More so that than prob- it does fight me. That might warrant getting pulled over by the hot take police. Yeah. I'm not even saying it doesn't. <laughs> hot Take Cops is recorded on location with the men and women of Sports Talk. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in Hot Take Court. So, that is literally let, let me, hands well, right got, now. I've got a lot of thoughts here, and they're swirling around in my head. So, two weeks ago, I believe uh-huh. the Twins had just played a series in Tampa. I think it taken three or four. Mm-hmm. I came into the afternoon show. I don't believe it was the uh, Twin show, and I told you, you guys, that I believe that Byron Buxton is now the most exciting player in baseball. Yes, and you pushed back and and said, and you know what? You're entitled to completely here, so I'm not even criticizing you sure. for this. But you said, no, 
Javi Baez to me is the most yeah. exciting player in baseball. By the way, he lived up to that yesterday. Yeah, Did no, you and see he's, that? Yeah, and that he's was a, amazing. And, and I am I believe that Buxton is, but you you might be right. Totally subjective. But now you're coming in here after last night and telling me for MVP. Again, let's make the distinction that you made between entertaining and best. Okay, so you're are you saying he's the best player? Do you think there's any way on God's green earth hitting what he is hitting at this point that he is Are the we best still hung up on batting American average League. in 2019? Is this still a thing? I'm just saying the whole, up on I'm, saying the whole, I'm saying the whole thing. Batting average. I'm saying the mean resume. The, the the batting resume. And when he gets on base, he's a nightmare. He's, he's fantastic. sixth in OPS. But the bat. So you're telling me MVP though? I, yeah. I don't. I, well, I said it last night. I'm trying to figure out right now if that's something I should back off of or not. And he bats, and he 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 is. He's I'm sorry. He's, not, he's sixth in WAR. He's 25th in OPS. And, you know, he is in the field a fantastic player. He's sixth in war. But he's batting ninth, uh-huh. which I have, as I said, on the show yesterday. Yeah, if no he's going to win the with. MVP, they might, they'll probably okay. have to move him up in the order. Okay. I have a hard time believing your claims that you weren't three deep <laughs> when you tweeted that. I'm not saying that you were... I don't. I'm not saying that you had to get off the floor to get on the couch there to get the computer out to tweet that zero alcohol consumed last night. I was just. I mean, I I'm made. Let, I made burritos. Maybe. I might have been. I might have been on a burrito high. I might have been burrito drunk. I don't know. I ate two chicken burritos last night. Manny. Okay. Well, here's here's what I'm going to do. On air production meeting. Breathalyze him right now. It's too late, Manny. <laughs> on air production meeting for oh, Mackie and Judd with true. Rami later today. Later this afternoon, All you right, guys right. rap with you guys rap with Royce every afternoon. Oh, don't right, make me bring segment. this to Royce. Here, no, but here's the here's the here's the deal, Rami. Yes. So nobody is more demoralizing of an opinion than Patrick bef- Royce. Bef- wow. Before, <laughs> and I got a beef with Pat, so that's fine. This, these Rocco, this, this, this you know, I want Rocco to be upset. What are you talking about? I mean, this, he's like a Buddhist monk. He ain't going to be upset. So before mm, Rami, Parker. before you got here, uh, I co-produced along with Chris Chris Reavers uh, the ride with Royce, which yes. aired in the time slot that you guys with Mackie and Judd with Rami are on right now. And we had a segment that we did every couple of weeks or so called the Steam Zone, where each each one of us, myself, Reavers, Johnny Height, we would all state a, a, a hot take, a hot take, a sure. hot take that we had, and Pat take. And Pat was the judge, and he measured the hot takes by degrees. And we called them a hot sports take, a piping hot sports uh, sports take, and a scalding hot sports take. So on air production meeting today, when you guys rap with Royce today, I want you to read out that tweet that you had last night to and Pat, check, and you let Pat decide. Let Pat decide the degree of hotness of that take. I don't. I don't hate doing that. Like I said, no. Well, he'll just insult. And us. we have yeah, sound. We have sound for Pat's decision too. So. Oh, we do. We have. We have actual sound that determines how hot the take actually. So different is. sound for different heat zones. Correct. Is what you okay? Yes. All right. I don't think it's that crazy. Okay. Oh, it's crazy. Could he most be in, exciting player in baseball was sound? Could he be in the running? Great. To, could he be in the running for MVP of the yes. of the American League? Yes. I do not believe so. No. How much? How much stock do you put in WAR? Mm, probably not as as much as most, but I I believe that he is a phenomenal talent, and I believe that he is a great center fielder. But if I'm a voter 
and I'm, I'm looking at the totality of the argument and realizing that he's probably going to hit ninth all year. I don't think I could see him as the American League MVP. That would be something, though, if the AL MVP hit ninth in the batting order every day. They got to move him up eventually. <laughs> it's got to happen. No, they don't. Yeah. No, he's in the perfect place right I now. Leave I, him there. I disagree with you and Phil completely on that. I, I'll, you know what? I will examine him being moved up in the spring of two, uh, 2020. Why, why do you have to, to do it now? You've got plenty of guys in front of him who are hitting great. He's found a comfort zone. You finally, you finally, to your point about pitching, you finally found a place for him right now that seems to be perfect. Yeah, but you put him there to take the pressure off. Right, but the pressure still remains so off. So that he can realize great. how good he is. He should be at that point now where he realizes how good he is, and it doesn't matter where he is in the order. Oh, you haven't seen him go south before, though, dude. If he does, it's you don't want to see that. Here, I, I'd much, I'd much rather take that chance next year. I say the only way you move him from that spot is if he starts to get if the, if his bat starts to get cold. Then you just move him to try something different to see if that gets him going. Here but I are, think as long as he's going good right now, I say leave him there. I like him. I like him ninth. I have no problem with it. Here are the players ahead of Byron Buxton right now in war. However much stock you put in that. Okay. Mike Trout, bad baseball team. He won't you you don't win the MVP on a team that bad. It almost never happens. All right. I'm not I, saying you I should. Dawson won it. Okay. I'm A-Rod. not saying I said, all, I said almost never Rangers happens. <laughs> I said almost never happens. Almost. It can happen, but almost never happens. Okay. All right. So all Mike right. Trout is probably not going to win the MVP. <laughs> Jorge Polanco. Okay. Uh Alex Bregman. Hurt. So he probably he might not be able to put together enough of a resume to win an MVP. Joey Gallo, terrible baseball team. And Marcus Semyon of the Oakland A's, I don't think we'll keep this up. Then there's Byron Buxton. And you know what? I think he's been fantastic. Do I think he has a chance at the American League MVP? No, I don't. Not even in the running. Not even a few votes for Byron Buxton. Oh, we might get a few votes. I have no idea. Although, Well, how, how about Polanco then? No, Polanco should be in the running. Polanco, I don't think there's any debate. That's not even a hot take. But, okay, so... <clears throat> It's a hot is, take. Buxton, is, Buxton is, Byron, the, is Byron Buxton even the MVP? If we were to end the twin season right now, is he even the MVP of this team? You can't give him the American League MVP if you're not going to say he's the MVP of this team, and I don't think he is. I I'm, love it. I don't think he is. I will say this. Jorge Polanco has been the best player on this team. I will say this in Rami's defense of this take. I'm still not sure I agree with it, but I will, I will still say this in, in his <laughs> He's defense. He's sober this morning, and so you feel like this <laughs> afternoon? Um, you remember, Judd, in 2003 when Shannon Stewart was traded to yep. the Twins. Huge. And, and he got yep. like legitimate MVP votes for playing basically half a season with the Twins. Not even half a season. I think it was maybe a couple of weeks before the deadline. He got here in July. Yep. Yep. And he, I think he finished like either third or fourth in the American League in MVP voting. Okay. So I do think well, he, yeah, he I, could totally, I could totally yeah. see Byron Buxton for the reasons that Rami just laid out with, you know, the comparisons to the other guys. I could see Byron Buxton being in the top, probably top four maybe but, of MVP. But voting. right now, if I'm going to vote for a twin, it's going to be Polanco. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to give Buxton a vote when I'm going to vote for Polanco. Makes sense. Like I'm not That's split fair. on yep. this. Mm-hmm. Polanco above Buxton. Sure. Makes sense. Polanco's just having fact, a crazy good season. Bottom of second, one out, bases juiced right now. Guess who's up? Mr. Polanco, the AL MVP. It's Buxton, though, no, right? That's right. I just flipped. Oh, it is Buxton. It's isn't Buxton it? up. Yeah. If he homers here, Grand Slam, MVP, no question. <laughs> 
no it. question at all. That cinches it. Four nothing twins. MVP. Some of it, I mean, some of his home runs, though, are just shots. Just well, the one in Cleveland, we the were one last all, night. We were always told that he was way stronger than we thought, and that's proven to be the case. Oh, there is there is plenty of power to be tapped Man, into. Manny's right. With that that home run he hit last night was amazing. Well, how about the one in Cleveland that went more than halfway up the bleachers mm-hmm. in left field, you guys? But even just like the one last night, just considering where the pitch was located and the way he just sort of almost effortlessly just reached out and Yep. Hit it to left center, yep. like the deepest part of the ballpark. That was that was really really impressive. When the home run he, he hit last when night. he gets full extension and gets the barrel of the bat on it, he can do some serious damage. Yeah, he will win an MVP one day. If not this year, Byron Buxton oh, will yeah. win an MVP one yep. day. I could easily see that. Actually, I could very very easily. And right see now, that. it's one two. If he strikes out, I bench him. You bench him. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with him. Wow. Oh, it's all or nothing with me. Wow. I'm a football guy. He's either Remember, winning the I'm a MVP or getting benched. Because <laughs> I'm a football guy. But you're treating him like a kicker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Matt Nagy-like. I'm Zim-like. Oh, he just struck out. That's it. That's it. I'd sit him. Check out Judd's DEFCON listings Where's for Juga? the Minnesota Twins at and the Score North mobile app. For Manny and Judd, I'm Rami saying thanks for listening to the Score North First Place Twins Show. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator skin. Man, I love Operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.